If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Grab your popcorn and sit back. <laughs> Jump the gun. Oh, no, give me more than that. I gotta go this way. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> we are. Happy Action Monday to everyone in the sports universe. It is November the 7th, 2022. This is the AM Drive on our Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook pages. Four thumbs up, Sammy Action. It's been two weeks. I am Michael Carvajal. What's going on, Sammy? I'm happy to be back, man. I miss my uh, my Sunday routine, you know, being able to watch football all day with the kiddos and the wife. Uh, you know, been doing a lot of traveling this last couple of weeks, so I'm happy to be back. Yeah, I heard you saw a hockey game with a few fights. That must have been fun. Uh, yeah, we went to our local affiliate minor league hockey team. You know, the, the Golden Knights, you know, they were a new franchise, so they, they had no minor league team, really. And so they built one here in, in Las Vegas as well. And so we went and checked out their uh, their minor league team. It was pretty fun. It was a pretty fun experience. I want you to, like, re- tell the um, people what your, what your kids were chanting um, I, so, that was pretty funny. Yeah, so we we tell we tell the kids, you know, you you know, you chant "Go Knights Go" and you chant, you know, a bunch of different things with the crowd. But when somebody gets hit really hard, if you start chanting "Fight," sometimes they fight. So my six year olds are sitting there in the crowd. We're in the second row, and they're going "Fight, fight, fight!" And all of a sudden, a fight breaks out right in front of them. My kids are like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, they're such angels, Sammy." Oh, it was so funny. So they, they the fight happens right in front of them. They're they're not sure if they should still be chanting or if they should be trying to help somebody. It was really cute. Right. <laughs> like, that's not supposed to happen. Right. <laughs> You're not supposed really, to actually yeah, fight. The impact of their words. But yeah, the fight was pretty cool. We actually saw two fights uh, at the game. One right in front of us, one a little bit further away. But uh, yeah, it was all in good fun. My kids, my kids had a good sense of humor about it. But they like hockey. We're going to take them to a, a Knights game too this year. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the website below is pretty cool. It's mycanarindrive.com. Sorry, Sammy, you got snubbed. It's our sponsor shop, socials, and YouTube pages all in one place. And because the Chiefs finally won in overtime, you can use the code Mahomes for free shipping on mycanarindrive.com and clicking the Our Shop logo. Sammy needs merchandise. All right, so let's get into that Sunday night football game. The Chiefs beat the Titans in overtime. A couple of things are good in life. Death, taxes, 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 and Patrick Mahomes not being stopped. It just does not happen. For three and a half quarters, they stopped him. But the Chiefs were knocking on the door for a long time. Like, the Chiefs were... Moving the ball, but then like they would stall out. And Titans had a great, perfect game plan. But even that was not good enough, especially if they don't even trust their own quarterback. I understand Malik Willis is, is young and he's raw. But you have to have more than one game plan of running the football. You just have to. Chiefs are a different animal. They played it perfectly, but it wasn't perfect enough. 
Absolutely. And, you know, this game comes down to one simple thing. This this is all Tom Dietz's fault. And Tom Dietz is a guy who, who uh, we talk about a lot of times at work. He has some interesting takes on, on sports. But he came out last week and said that Josh Allen was bar none the best quarterback in, in NFL right now, mostly because of what he does with his legs. And so clearly Patrick Mahomes read that tweet because he came out this week and then slaughtered Tennessee, not with his arm, but with his legs, uh, just to re-solidify himself as the top uh, the top uh, quarterback in the league uh, again. And on top of that, he still leads the league in passing. So it's not like he's uh, far behind that category either. But, I mean, what you're saying is true. The, the Tennessee defense was absolutely outstanding. You know, Mike Vrabel put forth a great plan. Uh, unfortunately, they had no offensive game plan. I mean, they, they basically – the whole idea was pound Derrick Henry on first down and then hope, right? <laughs> hope, hope there's no flags. There was a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. Hope there's a flag. Hope Malik Willis can break a play. Hope, uh, you know, hope that their tight end rumbles for 60 yards like they did on the first play. But, I mean, this was not an NFL offense. They, they they threw the ball for, what, 70 yards, 60 of it on the first play of the game. Right. Now, they, they threw, they threw what, 15 passes, uh, you know, four of which were complete. It, it, you can't beat the Chiefs that way. I mean, they tried. They got close, but you can't beat the Chiefs that way. Yeah, another thing I'll say about this game is, and to their Tom Geets or whatever his face is, point about <laughs> legs, I will say one of the key plays in the Super Bowl against the 49ers to me was early in the fourth quarter where it's like third and 12, and Mahomes like just runs up the sideline for a first down. But I don't feel like the Chiefs offense ever gets going if not for that. I feel like in this, he is one of the smartest runners I've ever seen. Well, there is a time to run, and Holmes, you wish would run a little bit more because he's actually not a slow runner. He is a former baseball player like a lot of good young quarterbacks are. But it's interesting to see he was willing to in this game at any cost. And, and again, he's smart. He does not get hit at all. And, P- and teams will not blast him out of bounds like they will at Jalen Hurts because he won't give him physical contact. He'll say, hey, I'm going to prance over here and just – I get out of bounds, get a first down, and you're not, there's nothing you can do about it. He's also very deceptively fast. I mean, you could see some of the the Titans defenders were kind of shocked that they got by, he got by him. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, he doesn't look like he's going to run by you, but it, it seems like time and again, you know, if you get him an even footing, he's gonna he's gonna make a move and go right by someone, and you know, he creates a lot of open space for himself. I I think your point is perfect. He's a very smart runner. Uh, he doesn't utilize it as much as he probably could, but doesn't have to because he does so much with his arm. Uh, I mean, we haven't even talked about the shot put pass he threw last night, which is like the fourth different style pass he's thrown this year. Now he has an underhand sidearm shot put. He's got the, the you know, he alley the layup. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy's just so creative in so many ways, but yeah, he he's, he's brilliant with his legs as well. And uh, it was a marvel to watch Tennessee put forth a great plan. I, it was, it was incredible to see them try to stop him and at the end they just couldn't. To me, his footwork is is the best thing. Like, yeah, maybe it goes to your point about deceptively fast. Maybe it's that he's so good with like deceptively like dancing around. Like, there was this one play where he shook a defender, and the defender just freezes and like, I'm like, well, tackle him, dude. And was, like, I'm like, how does he like frozen like that? I couldn't believe it. And the homes just had him like on on a tightrope. And Collinsworth said it best. He would not shut up all night. But Collinsworth did say when they moved the pocket. And Mahomes had because he's very smart when he's outside the pocket. He's like Rodgers when he was in his prime. Like he he makes always makes the right play always, and it was I, it was fantastic. He gets a couple good you know he got the benefit of the good bounce with the big no gray pass at the end of the game. Uh, you know he gets he gets some benefits of the doubts too. And then you know there was a the one penalty where 
Kelsey ripped off the defender's helmet. They called holding on the defender. That was kind of funny too. But uh, well, all things considered, it was you know it was a Patrick Mahomes show. I mean, he he was outstanding again, despite only scoring twenty points. Uh, you know, he threw for four hundred yards. He ran for another what sixty something, and was clearly the best player on the field all night all night long. And so he was in control um, for sure. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard not to gush over the guy. And I mean, I'm not a Chiefs fan. I don't I don't root for him, but he's just easy to like, and you know, he's easy to root for. He's 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 a great player. Yeah, and I, someone made a great point as I'll end it here about this. Jackson Mahomes has not said a word. Neither is Brittany. It's insane. Like I don't know. It's almost like it's like someone said he had to talk with them, <laughs> and it's more. I haven't heard anything about him. He doesn't need those distractions. I mean, go out and play football. You, know, you think Juju's on TikTok and Juju's like his number one target? It's a, it's really awesome. Yeah, and that's they, they, gotta they, be something special for the, the whole coaching staff too. I mean, when they lost Tyreek Hill, I was one of the people who said, you know, this offense is going to get worse. And you could see how good Tyreek Hill has been with Miami. So that void left by Kansas City, left in Kansas City, should be difficult to fill. And but they Hart found a way. Good job, you're right. Yeah, they've done. They found a way to get these other, you know, not so great receivers to put up not the same numbers as Tyreek Hill, right. but still, you know, piecemeal it together so they can still have a really competent offense and. You know, Smith-Schuster had 10 catches again last night. You know, Kelsey again was a beast. You know, they've been using other guys. Now they have uh, Tony, you know, they got from the Giants. They're going to utilize him. That's uh, huge. They, they find ways to get everybody involved. And I mean, 10 guys caught passes last night. I mean, you know, this this offense just clicks on all cylinders regardless of who is on the field. And that's incredible. It's a, you know, a testament to, to Andy Reid and his staff. And, you know, Tyreek Hill is doing great. I mean, it's not like he was bad. He's putting up – unbelievable numbers in Miami. So I, I have to think they miss him, but they don't. I have to say the one person I've been disappointed with the most is Nicole Hardman. If it wasn't for his punt returning skills, something about like, even they like this one throw, like Mahomes roped it to him. He just like didn't catch it. When he, like this classic falling to the ground catch. Like we saw Valdez Scaling make a good, throw, a good catch like that. But I'm like, Nicole Hardman is either A, not running the right route that Mahomes wants him to, or B, People don't realize Tyreek Hill has some very short hands. Like the more I see the Chiefs now, like Tyreek Hill caught a lot of passes that these guys are just dropping. Sure, but well, it, it helps with with like adding Tony and having Jared McKinnon and Juju and all that. Well, it's funny too because you know MVS was a deep threat for the Packers. He was their right. go route guy, and they haven't used him that way at all yet, really, in Kansas City and. You know, Miko Harmon is like the the gadget play kind of guy, and they have used him with the reverses and stuff like that. He made right. touchdowns last week or two weeks ago, but um, you know, when they when this offense is clicking on all cylinders, they have guys who play very interesting roles better than most other guys in these same roles. So I mean, while none of them are superstars besides Kelsey, they're all very good players, and they're all players they can utilize and put Mahomes behind center, and you have yourself a good offense. And this team is really good. Love it. A team I don't love, and we have to talk about because it happened. The Astros win it all, and I put the Astros there on purpose. Because Sammy, I'll say it again. I know that sometimes you know teams are just good, but this World Series was, was very similar to 2017. I'll be honest, and I'm not trying to be a hater. I used to be a Red Sox fan, even I don't care for them anymore. But I would like to make it be known. It was interesting how clutch their hitting and pitching was at certain spots. I was like, I'm not saying you're banging trash cans, but I'm not saying, you know, you're not caca somewhere in the background. I'm serious. <laughs> I don't understand what it is, but it's it's very weird how timely their hitting is. And I hope it's not cheating, but you have to wonder 
Well, Dane, that's that kind of happened before. I, I'm not going down that rabbit hole at all. I, I don't think there was cheating. I, I, if there was, the MLB can, can investigate it. But uh, I'm very happy for the Astros players who got a little bit of vindication after right. being booed for years now uh, since they won their last World Series. But I do have a funny story. Uh, so we're at dinner the other night, and the Astros win. And I say to my wife, who was, as you may know, is a Niner fan, is a Giants fan from San Francisco. I said, oh, the Astros won the World Series. You know, I'm happy for Dusty Baker. You know, he won his first World Series. And there's a bunch of people around us. And she literally turns to me and she says, you know, he would have won two if he didn't pull his pitcher in game six of the 2002 World Series. And like four Stop people. Like, <laughs> not bring off your finger. I'm not married to her. No, I was like, that's the biggest pride moment ever. I'm like, that's my lady right there. That's, <laughs> that's my lady, yo. I'm like, I'm so hot for you right now. Uh, your kids uh, are so like, yeah. Dad, are you okay? Uh. <laughs> I mean, who even quotes such a thing, right? Like 2002 World Series is so far back. But, you know, the, she's, she's scored and she's not going to forget, which, you know, women, you know, you don't want to piss them off. People but, uh, look and you're like, turn around, buster. <laughs> So yeah, that was my proud husband moment of the of the weekend. But yeah, and all things all joking aside, I'm happy for the Astros. Uh, I'm also happy for the Phillies. You know, the Phillies, you know, interim manager coming as a sixth seed and you know run the table. They played a great season, and you know, I, I love Bryce Harper. Hats off to him. And so, I thought it was a really enjoyable enjoyable World Series. Now I'll tell you one more thing: for the first time in a long time, the World Series had higher ratings than football. About time. And hey, the pitch clock, Sammy. I, I keep saying, Mike said it first here. The pitch clock is going to be huge moving forward. Oh, I, my headphones. But um, it's going to be huge moving forward when they finally implement that. And I, I'm excited for how baseball is going to look in a, in a couple of years. I, I hope so. I mean, I've always been a baseball fan, and I, I hate to see it kind of falling off the, the plateau as far as it has. But, uh, you know, I mean, granted, it was a Thursday night football game. It was a Thursday night game on Amazon. It was a bad football game at that. But none of that has ever stopped football before. Right. This is the first time in a long time we've seen baseball sort of put forth a big number. And it was a good World Series matchup. It was a good pitching matchup. So, I mean, there was a lot of reasons why. But you just haven't seen that in a long time. So, I'm happy baseball held that mantle at least for one day. It's almost like the Astros cheating, like, kind of did help it. Like, they want, like people want to see them lose and they just didn't lose. Yeah. The, the, the storyline – people don't understand, like, the NFL storylines week to week are just, like, oh, like they're mesmerizing. <laughs> like that's why it's so good. So these sports that do it every day, they might be better sports per se, but they're not like so cool because you have to wait in seven days and talk about this crap. So I think that helped baseball as well, like having that story that was still in people's minds. You know, it's funny you say that. It's a really good point because that's one of the things I think hockey is lacking. Hockey is a great sport to watch. It's an enjoyable sport live. It's fun to watch even on TV. But there's never really any storylines to follow. I mean, you have to really dig deep. The casual fan can't just throw on sports center, get behind it, some sort of story and then go watch it. You know, football right. just recaps and that's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, fo football does a great job with that, whether it be trades or whatever, like they build up these storylines. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a very, very fair point about why those sports, you know, succeed versus some of the ones that don't, uh, they build up their narratives very well. For better or worse sometimes. Yeah, for sure. When we come back, we're talking LSU did what? Oh, yeah, I'm glad I turned that game on when I did. I'll explain. Also, Rodgers and Brady took two different trajectories this week career-wise. Wasn't a good thing for one of them. And also, I have a take on Frank Reich. We have time. We'll be right back. 
The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs. High quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the Vice Golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a Pro Plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Baseball fans, NASCAR fans, and MLS fans, there are three teams slash players that have won the championships in their respective sports, and you need the merchandise, you Joey Logano lovers, you LA Galaxy freaks, you Astros banging, oh, I'm not even going to do that, but you get it. Go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and do what, Sammy? Quick the F. Where's it at, Sammy? <laughs> he got it the first time. Good. We haven't been going that long. Good. MikeAndAaronDrive.com, click the F, the Fanatics logo. It's at your disposal. It's it's great stuff there. Trust me. The, the gear is there. That's where you go. So don't worry about it. Is it NBA shop? No. It's MikeAndAaronDrive.com, that Fanatics logo. You're welcome. All right. So LSU, um, I, Sammy, I don't know if I've been wrong about Brian Kelly because I don't know how his tenure is going to end up working out. But this turnaround – they suffered two early losses, LSU did. And to become the to become to make Alabama the laughing stock this weekend, like as I told people going to this weekend, college football playoff committee had this set up perfectly for Alabama. Like Tennessee was number one because they beat Alabama and Georgia was gonna handle them. And that happened. Texas was number was the only three loss ranked team in the playoff committee standings. And I believe they ended up winning. Yeah, they did win. And then all Alabama had to do was beat LSU. And I don't know what happened to Bryce Young. I think it was like under 50% completion. But I'll, I'll just fast forward. I, I, I turned this game on with about three minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I'm glad I did. Because I was like, oh, great, overtime. That means Alabama. But I thought to myself, when LSU got the ball, depending on how they score here, I'm I'm going for it. Like why 
why, you know, wear down? Because you know Alabama's got the better players. They technically do. I mean, you guys got beat by freaking Florida State. No offense, Aaron Crouch. But it's like, Brian Kelly, give him the credit for the guts. I don't know how this works out with him in the future. But he earned a lot of my respect for a guy who always was pretty much destroyed in the big game with Notre Dame. And this was a great job by LSU. For sure. I got the opportunity to watch the game as well. And I was thoroughly impressed with, with LSU. And I'll tell you, I'm not a big fan going for two. It's not been the thing that I think should be done as often as it does happen. But this is one of the rare cases where I really agree with it. And here's my reason why. Bryce Young had just taken the the tie down to score the game-tying field goal at the end of the game. It was a very contested drive. The defense put a lot of effort into it to try to stop him. They got the stop, very emotional high. Then Alabama gets the ball first in overtime. So the LSU declined that that too. I was like, oh my, what are they doing? Right, but they put their defense right back out on the field, right? Uh, And their defense was already tired. And so now it's another tough drive, another emotional drive where they put up a stand, put up a big fight. And then, of course, Obama scores. And then Jaden Daniels scores on the first play for LSU. So if they kick the extra point, you're putting your defense right back out on the field again after having just done, you know, 13, 15 plays, you know, in a row, basically. And while I know they're young kids and, you know, fatigue is still a thing. And so I thought their defense was pretty tired. I thought that that this was a good opportunity. Just win or lose right here. You're not going to stop them again. They're going to score a touchdown every time they touch the ball for the rest of the game is my is my take. And so – I yeah. was happy they went for two, and I'm happy they got it. I always like to. I always enjoy rooting against Alabama, so uh, it was. Ha- I was happy to see the Blues, and yeah, it was it was joyful for me. So made for a good Saturday. But yeah, great game. America would have been a very happy place if Astros did lose too, but um, America can deal with. I, I I tweeted out like, I like I get the Astros won the World Series, but right now LSU being Alabama is that much bigger in my opinion. <laughs> because like, I know Thursday night football was like the game five or whatever, but game six I think was Saturday. I'm like, oh, who cares? LSU won. We're good. But no one saw that coming, to be fair. Like, no one. They were, I don't even think – I think LSU wanted to believe that. But in their, you know, those players know dang well who Alabama is. For and, sure. Sammy, I don't want to go on this, this hole just yet because we don't have a lot of time here. I think Oregon Ducks deserve a boatload of credit. Oregon's only – like, talking about teams that should be in the top four. I know TCU's undefeated. Oregon technically is, too. Their first loss, week one – with a brand new coach, and they get smacked by Georgia, and it's like, well, I'm not saying Georgia wouldn't beat them again, but Oregon deserves a lot of credit, especially if we're going to put like the fourth. Now that Clemson's gone, now we have a Georgia, we have a Ohio State or Michigan. Those two last teams are going to be crucial, and I think Oregon definitely deserves to be one of them right now. Well, assuming everybody runs the table, and it seems likely, you're going to have Georgia versus LSU in the SEC championship. But Georgia Ice cream. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And so you're only going to get one team from the SEC this year, if that's the case. On top of that, you're going to have, you know, Michigan versus, you know, Ohio State play each other. So the winner of that game will probably make it. So you still, like you said, have two spots to, to claim. TCU, if they go in the V, deserves a spot. So that last spot could easily go to Oregon. Oregon's in the top. 10, I want to say now. And yeah, you know, top six before, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 up there already. And like you said, their only loss is to the number one team in the country. It's not like it's a, a terrible loss. If they win, if they win their their conference, then I, yeah, I see no reason they shouldn't be up there as 
as well. I, I do think that uh, we can we can basically write off Clemson and Alabama from being in the playoff at this point. I don't think either of them have any business being there. Uh, of course, you know the committee will find a way. It always seems that they they like to upset everybody. But uh, yeah, I mean, a, a, a year of basically everybody new except for Georgia would be would be enjoyable. It is insane to me to think that Clemson. I think that was their first loss. But I'll, Notre Dame has been strangely competitive on like, and like to me, them being at home was like almost a relief for them, because me and Aaron have talked about like they played BYU in Vegas, they played at Ohio State, hung with them like Northwestern did for how, how that world looks now, obviously. But it's like this is a, it's a big deal, because Clemson they ran through what I thought was the toughest part of their schedule, and then they get caught sleeping against. Notre Dame, who's got, what, three losses still or two losses at least? Couldn't yeah. happen, did happen. They were calling for this new coach's head after, like, week two. And what all of a sudden now, you, have, you put you put a win up against Clemson. Everybody thinks he's the next savior. So, uh, Notre Dame future looks bright. I will see what, we'll see what happens with them. But uh, a Catholic reference, the new savior. I like that. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think their future looks bright. I think they're going to be a good team. I, I think Clemson will still be there, too. And, you know, Debo still, you know. We'll find a way, uh, but right. not this year. Uh, the, this is a, this is a year I hope where we get uh, either a Georgia dynasty or we get somebody completely new. I think Stetson Bennett. Full disclosure, I have been wrong. I did not really see kind of ceiling that was higher than anybody than, than an apartment building, other than, than the first floor of an apartment building. And this kid's going up like a seventh floor. Uh, he plays insane. I mean, yeah, I'm, and I'm not going to say Hannon Hooker did not have a great defense ahead of him, but Tennessee's defense has shown up a little bit sometimes. Even in the Alabama game, there was times I'm like, that was a pretty good stand by them. Seth and Ben is just picking everybody apart. I'm like, how is this dude who looks like that looks like Aaron Murray, built like Aaron Murray, 10 times better than Aaron Murray? It makes no sense to me. He is the quintessential college quarterback, right? He's the guy who is on a good team, got good enough talent. Yeah, he overachieves a little bit. He, you know, he's not like the Baker Mayfield level of overachievement, right? Where he's the walk-on right. who wins the Heisman. But I mean, he's close. He's you know one step down from that. Uh, you know, he's not an NFL ready quarterback. He's not going to be a guy you're going to see on Sundays. But you know, he he's a guy who will hold a clipboard and be an offense coordinator somewhere. I mean, he he knows the game well. He's smart. He plays within himself. He you know he makes some big throws from time to time. He relies on his run game and defense. He's exactly what you want if you're trying to build a dynasty in college football. Unfortunately, twenty years ago, like for instance, these guys we're going to talk about now, like twenty years ago, um, Stetson Bennett might have been a starting quarterback. We got the freak shows. Like I made a podcast recently for the AM Drive Auto exclusive series that was like Lamar Jackson might be the Phillip Rivers of this generation, and he's insanely talented. Like it's not even fair. <laughs> you have to be because these guys are starting off at eight years old, like Arch Manning. They're gonna be insane when they grow up. So you have no chance to fold. That's why I'm like Daniel Jones got a miracle by being by surviving as long as he has. I'll admit that. For sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones was never a guy who was going to win you a, an NCAA championship at Duke, but I mean, he's playing pretty well now. He's doing a good job that's this year. Not, that's not okay. I'll shut up. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm biased over here. No, Brady won. And let's be honest, these guys both scored nine points until one guy had the ball last and didn't throw his third interception or second. I don't even, did Brady even throw an interception? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Okay. Well, Rogers threw three of his own. Um, one of these teams had to get back on the schneid, and I wouldn't say the Buccaneers barely being a, a reeling Rams team or a hungover Rams team is not really special, but it's what this team needed. 
And for the Packers, I think they had like two goal line drives and like in and pitch or whatever. That's a problem. Like, I know Rod, like Brady at least is trying to make it work like with this guy named Cade Otten, this tight end who's all of a sudden being picked up in fantasy. But like Aaron Rodgers' ability to just ghost his like I'm not gonna mention the family part, his ability to like just ghost new guys is really hurting him right now. Like he's like being pissed off on the sideline. Of course, when he does that, it's it's, it's a problem over Tom Brady. Anyways, Aaron Rodgers has a history of being of being a, a, a diva, and I cannot wait for his condescending stuff to come. Oh, you know, life's good, God's good. On Pat McAfee show on Tuesday, I'm gonna love it. But whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I, I've been on record numerous times to talk about how much better of a quarterback career wise Brady's been than than Rodgers. And you know, last year Rodgers winning the MVP, I thought was a little bit of a joke considering how well Brady played. But, you know, be it as it may, he beat him head-to-head. You know, they, they had a better record, whatever. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is straight bad this year. I mean, he's straight trash. Uh, the, the, this performance against the Lions is, is awful. I mean, he was terrible. The the two picks he throws at the goal line are both his fault, 100% his fault. And one of them, he had a guy wide open. One of them dinks off a, a, a helmet and, you know, takes a bad carom. Okay. <laughs> but, but the fact is he threw it at a guy's helmet, which is, you know, a whole other, whole other uh, argument. But – the other one, I mean, he had a guy wide open. He just underthrew him from four yards away. <laughs> you know, or, or, or later in the game, he had another spot where he had a guy open deep, and he underthrew him, and the ball didn't get picked off but got knocked away. I mean, it, th- these are his throws. This is his problem. Uh, he can pose the blame on, you know, the receivers and the new team or whatever, but the Packers should have seen this coming. He is not a good quarterback anymore, and we need to stop pretending like he is. He's just well, not a good quarterback. Right now. Brady's the same to be fair. Like, can we be honest about that? Like, Brady has not been a beautiful queen king either this year. No, by no means. But I feel like Brady's ability to want to be a teammate is is, is helping him a little bit more so. Uh, I mean, I give Brady slightly a pass going through all the personal stuff that he's oh, going please. through. But but with that being said, like at least he still goes out there and tries like, he tries to win. Like, the 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 intensity and the emotion that he's showing on the field is completely the opposite of what Aaron Rodgers is showing. Aaron Rodgers is a disgruntled old man. And Braid's coming out trying to win. Like he's getting mad when his players are dropping balls because he wants to win. He's hugging his offense coordinator because they pull off a win. Like he wants to be there. He wants to be in the that moment. Rodgers, it doesn't seem like he does. It seems like he's just pulling off punches. And then he wants to complain about it afterwards. He's been straight trash. Byron Leftwich needed a hug. And so do he I. Did. I so I'm, do I. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to. Come here, Sammy. Come here. No. I'm not going to. Well, come here, you <laughs> lovable thing. Um, I'm going to have to leave it there. I'm going to talk about Frank Reich tomorrow. Thanks so much, Sammy. I'm. Wow, that was weird. I was like drunk there for a few. That was weird. But yeah, thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Hope you guys like the new. Overlay here for semi action. I'm Michael Carvel saying so long. See you tomorrow on top by Tuesday. Adios. Take care, Take care bye. bye.